0: com. that's m u d U D-plus.com and use promo code trymod for a 15% discount or visit the link in the description
1: and i would go to the tennis court with my mom and i would have my mom hit balls at me and i would try to hit them with my racket because i was desperately trying to learn how to overcome this disability with because I just I didn't know what else to do other than to just keep trying, even though it was making things incredibly difficult. So when I got my vision back, I remember thinking, God, life is easy. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so easy. And the same goes for when I was, you know, experienced some paralysis for a while there, it was insanely difficult to walk, like very, very difficult to walk. And I think about this now. I mean, I'm maybe 30 feet from a bathroom right now, that would have been incredibly difficult for me at the time. And I can just like, you know, get up and walk over there, go to the bathroom. No big deal.
0: Welcome to the gratitude podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing
1: life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host
0: of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, with us, we have April Zeifert. She is a design, a life design, actually, strategist. And um, she's doing that from a very interesting standpoint. She has had some... Health issues that we would think that uh, would make her a bitter person or a negative person, but uh, they actually helped her become the person she is today and uh, actually inspire many more people, and especially women, uh, if I understand correctly. And uh, I'm really happy to have her and for us to have this conversation. April, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh, I'm glad you are. And uh, I'm really looking forward to us exploring this topic of gratitude. And my first question is, how do you view gratitude from like, what's your personal definition of gratitude?
1: For me, my personal definition of gratitude is an intense appreciation for the present moment. So that could be uh, any, any gifts that you have in the present moment, whether they be small or sometimes very large, taking an intentional approach toward each present moment to make sure that you are appreciating everything that life is bringing toward you and everything that you have in your life, because there is always something, even if it's small, there's always something there that we can be grateful for. So for me, it's an intense appreciation of the present moment.
0: This is wonderful. This is wonderful and so simple. I love, I love it when it's simple because it's easy to, to apply and it's much more probable for us to, to actually do it. If we complicate things too much, we tend to uh, to overlook them, to procrastinate. Uh, but let us know a little bit more about you about your story. I think it's fascinating, and it's uh, one of the reasons why I decided to to have you on the Gratitude podcast, and I'm sure that it will inspire many of our listeners
1: absolutely. So. My story, I grew up in the Midwest in the United States, and I grew up like a, you know, my the, my early childhood was like a lot of, you know, people's middle-class household, mom and dad, uh, normal childhood. When I was about six years old, though, that all changed when my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. And at the time, the cancer had had a chance to uh, progress further than we expected it to. Over the course of the next five years, he sought out every treatment he could possibly try, and ultimately, he lost his battle to cancer when I was 11 years old. So if you think about yourself as an 11-year-old, that's a really critical time of your life where you're starting to become your own person. You're really starting to become more capable as a person and hear this really big event happened to our family and when i describe that event to people today thinking back about it as an adult in a way that i can now process it when in a way that i couldn't at the time i tell people that that event was my first introduction to the concept of mortality to the fact that we as humans as people We are not guaranteed any days other than the ones that we're living right now. So you and I are guaranteed today. We're here right now, but we're not guaranteed tomorrow even. And so that introduction and that, I guess, face-to-face realization of what mortality really is was something that really changed my life and changed the way that I think about how I live. Hmm. And now after that, you know, obviously my family went through that extremely difficult situation and we were grieving and we were trying to pick up the pieces like anybody could imagine that you would go through. But another thing happened very shortly after that, I started getting sick. So I had these very strange symptoms. My body was going numb. Um, I was experiencing some blindness. I was experiencing some paralysis. I wasn't able to walk or write. And again, I'm about 12 or 13 years old at this time. So it was incredibly embarrassing. It was really, really awful. And Mm -hmm. we would go to the doctor. We saw several doctors. And all of the doctors pointed toward my dad's death. And said, Oh, she must be attention seeking. she must be trying to get attention because she's gone through this really difficult set of circumstances I'll fast forward through everything i I went blind twice I had n- a number of episodes of paralysis, a number of things that you know uh, made just day to day life really difficult, and ultimately, after a y- over a year of tests and uh just confusion, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I've been living with that uh, my entire life. So quite a few decades now. And so that's very rare to be diagnosed with that type of condition as a young child. Mm -hmm. And again, now as an adult, looking back, I tell people that that was really my second um, introduction or my, my second face to face realization that again, Life is not guaranteed. The life that you have right now is not guaranteed to you. And so we need to be intensely grateful for what we have at this present moment because we just don't know what could happen next. So that's really the background that got me to where I am today.
0: That's so true. That's so true. And it's interesting that it made me think of my own uh, uh, experience with mortality Uh, I was raised mainly or a lot of my uh, um, young life uh, by my grandma. Mm. And uh, we always, so my parents and even her always prepared me for the fact that she's not going to be there for all of my life. Like I I knew that um, I would never know when she would just uh go at one yeah. point and um that that made a, a huge impact on on me as well and uh it was very i was appreciating her more of course since i i knew that i'd never know she she was healthy she was okay but uh she was uh she passed the 90 years of uh life and uh, she was old even though she was still energetic and she was still doing things and uh yeah it it made it made me think about um my my own situation with her and the fact that knowing that life is in this way it made me stronger from one point of view and it also made me realize and appreciate her much this show is sponsored by better help one of my favorite artists beautifully sings that if we open up our plans then we are free but unfortunately it's usually not that easy most of the time we have responsibilities errands and things we said yes to that we didn't actually wanted to take on i believe we'd have more time for that thing we always wanted to do even if that's just taking a nap if we were more proficient in setting boundaries. But I also know that doing that on your own is hard. Thankfully therapy can help us do just that. An objective perspective from the outside is very helpful in becoming aware of when and where the boundaries are not clearly set or not clearly communicated. So give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and and suited for your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gratitude today to get 10% off your first month. That's hel slash gratitude. Mood Plus the supplement I told you about at the start of the show contains a unique strain of inactivated bacteria originally isolated from mud or soil called M. Vaccae. This comes from new research and it isn't a probiotic. But what does it do? This bacteria has been shown to promote mental well-being, stress resilience, anxiety resilience, and also boost in mood through its interaction with our immune system and its helpful effects on inflammation. It works because in the past humans had far greater exposure to these kinds of bacteria before our modern sanitary living. Researchers call these good bacteria our old friends, and are finding that they may have played a key role in regulating our immune system, gut health, and even mental health. MoodPlus safely reintroduces your body to these beneficial bacteria. Get your MoodPlus now. Go to mood-plus.com. That's m-u-d, dash, p-l-u-s dot com, and use code, TryMud for a 15% discount. more mm-hmm. like it, it's it's somehow similar and it's somehow really really different from from your experience um, but how can you uh, see life in a, in a positive way having had these kinds of experiences experiences and having to to live with uh, multiple sclerosis like many people would go like in in a negative direction, how Mm -hmm. do you manage to, to be positive?
1: You know, there, I would say there are phases to this. And I think this is something that any person can do. I think any person can go through the process that I'm about to describe and come out on the other side, a much better, stronger, joyful person. And so what I would encourage people to do, and what I did is, the first the first step that you take in this is not an easy one and i what i did is i really let the concept of mortality sit with me what we tend to do so for those listening if you've had a friend or a family member who may have passed away or someone who's lost a spouse What we tend to do is we say, oh, that person had cancer. Well, I don't smoke. I don't do what they did. I exercise. I whatever. And we try to create distance between ourselves and the situation that that person is going through, meaning that person had to face their own mortality. That person lost their spouse, but this won't happen to me because I don't smoke, I exercise, I eat well, I do all the things, I don't do risky things. We try to put distance between ourselves and the concept of mortality. And I suggest to people, the first step is to close that distance and to really sit with the notion that each of us, 100%, the thing you can take to the bank and bet every dollar you will make for the rest of your life and win, the thing you can bet on in life is that it's finite. And that sounds so depressing again, but Mm -hmm. when you can accept that fact and it takes a bit, you need to sit with it for a while and you need to just let it take, take up space in your heart. You need to let it take up space. If you can do that, It puts everything else in perspective. So if I'm not going to be here someday to be with my children, my dad wasn't there when I got married. He didn't walk me down the aisle. My dad wasn't there when my daughters were born. He never met his grandkids. Do you know how grateful I am for the day today that I'm going to have where I got to wake up with my daughters and have breakfast with them this morning? My dad doesn't get to do that right now. And for me, as I was sick, I remember being paralyzed. I remember being blind and not knowing whether it would get better and come back because it can. And in my case, it did. And I'm very grateful for that as well. But it can get better, but it's not guaranteed. And again, folks listening to this, don't put distance between me and you because your health isn't guaranteed either. Each of us is one phone call from a doctor away from telling us, I know you thought you were healthy, but you're not. And again, that should not be depressing. That should give you license to live the life that you want to live. That should put everything into perspective for you. What your neighbor or your friend or your high school classmates on Facebook or whatever, whatever they think about how you are living, it doesn't matter. Because you, you get one life. You get one finite life. And if you can live every single day in a way that brings you joy and is aligned to the person that you are and allows you to fully participate in life, that is what you should be focusing on, not whether you're going to do it slightly imperfectly, imperfectly. Perfectly, not whether somebody is going to judge you for it or have something to say about how you decided to live. You should be living for you because you get one life and it is finite and it is such a gift. So that's really the process that I went through. You have to sit with the fact that your life is finite and that is not easy. But if you can do it, your whole world will open up. I promise.
0: Hmm. I, I was. I was thinking of uh how at least I feel whenever I'm sick, like if I have a cold or something um, i I always think about how how great it is when when I'm healthy, you know, mm-hmm. and I think this perspective actually helps us realize that like from the perspective that um, we might be sick or we might who will certainly die at one point of course um to to enjoy the things that we are able to do right now to enjoy the fact that we are alive and to realize that we are alive we are here, <laughs> and mm-hmm. this is this is no uh no small thing, and uh yeah, I love that perspective, and I think it's it's tough, but it's um it's also very helpful for us to to realize because we, we tend to forget so many of the simple things that make our life amazing. And um, it's a pity.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, it's so easy. People walk through their life half asleep. They walk through it with so little intention and they don't even really experience half of what there is to experience in a given day. They're half asleep, just sort of moving through the motions, going to work, the commute, the bills, the whatever, the grocery store, da-da, da-da, da-da. They don't realize that those pieces, those are life. Like you're not getting anything else. Like all it is is a series of todays strung together so if you're not going to do something and and to fully participate and fully get everything you can out of this one single life that you're going to get again that's finite it requires intention and it requires you really thinking about what can i do with my time today what can i do today that is going to bring me or someone else joy that i'm going to be able to do so that i can experience and appreciate this day that i've been given that requires intention. And so many of us, and I did this too for a long time, wander through life, half asleep, unintentionally, just a letting, letting life happen to us instead of fully participating or even intentionally creating the experience that we want to have.
0: This is a great idea, but how, how do we do it? How how do you do it? When, when should we uh, set the intention? How can we set the intention?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is something that I work with people on. The first thing that I ask people to do is become self-aware. So the approach that I take, it may seem a little bit uh, sterile or like it doesn't apply here, but I take a very human-centered design approach to helping people In this area. So think about some of the most amazing products that you use, right? People carry their iPhone around as though it's attached to their body. Uh, The iPhone, the Tesla, the Instant Pot, these amazing products were created because somebody sat down and they thought about the humans, the people, and what their goals were, and what their needs were, and what their pain points are. They thought about those people, and then they designed a product around those people and their needs and goals and desires. What if we take that exact same approach and we apply it to our lives? It's some of the most important work you'll ever do. So what I tell people to do and what I help them do is step one, get really self-aware. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your goals, your desires, your values, those core things that are yours and yours alone? They are not, you don't need to worry about anybody else because in this case, we're designing your life. We're taking a human centered approach and there's only one human in it. You're it. You're the <laughs> one human in your life, right? Yes, there's other relationships that you have, but you're it. You're the one human. And so I ask people to get really self-aware. Once we're really self-aware of what our strengths and values and all of those good things are, then we start to look at what does your current day look like now? What does your job look like now? What are your relationships, your health? What do you do for fun? Really take stock of your entire life. What does it look like now? And what parts feel really good and what parts don't? So this is where we get a little analytical on it. Which parts are feeling like there's some friction there? Those are the parts that we're going to go after. Those are the parts that become a design challenge for us. And then we decide, okay, step three, What's our ideal state? Those parts that feel like there's friction there. What's the ideal? And when we know what that ideal is, now we have a direction to go. So let's start making small changes. Some people make small changes. Most people make small changes. Small changes in the direction of that ideal, keeping in mind that self-awareness step, small changes that leverage your strengths, small changes that keep you in line with your values, that drive you closer to the things and the the feelings that you desire to have. How do we point you in the direction of that ideal state and get you going on that path? Now, other people do really big sweeping things like they quit jobs and and move and, and that kind of thing. That's fairly rare. Most people... Take intentional steps each day using this framework that I help them create. And they literally, over time, design a life and create a life that starts to feel so much better day to day. And that is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself because, again, it all kind of ties together. You're only getting one life, it's finite, it is a gift. And if you can live it to the utmost, if you can design an experience that lets you wake up and live your life fully and participate in it, that's amazing. And so this framework is something that I just teach people to do so they can just go on and do it in the future. And, you know, as their life changes, as relationships change, as they change, you can reapply it and sort of adjust course and make sure that you're still actively participating in your life because it is such
0: a good. and use code 25GRATITUDE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO one Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gratitude. Code 25GRATITUDE. Gift. That's so true. We, we sometimes fall into some patterns... And um, even though there are so many amazing things going on in our life, we just don't have the time or don't have the, the attention necessary to see them, to enjoy them, to be grateful for them. And that's that's really sad because maybe half a year ago or a year ago, we would have loved to have those kinds of experiences. And mm-hmm. uh, I I think that it's it's really important to become aware of what we're doing each and every day and uh, of course the, the power of this intention is is really big but my my part in in how i see things from a gratitude standpoint is to start seeing those uh, amazing things from each day mm-hmm. more and to to focus on them more because they exist for each and every one of us but if we, we stack the negatives, the challenges that we have, of course, we, we will get to feel depressed or sad or anxious. But if we do the, rever- the reverse by stacking the positives, the, the things we're grateful for, we will see life and our life, especially with different eyes, right?
1: Agreed. I totally agree. You know, a big turning point for me. I was in graduate school, I was getting my PhD in psychology, and I was sitting at my desk and there were journal papers and and research papers all over the place. I was writing a really large paper for a class. And I was sitting there looking around, and at this time I would say I was one of those people who was half asleep, just sort of going through their life. I looked around and I saw all these journal papers, and in the back of my mind there was this little voice who was saying, there are things that you want to do. You've always been curious about whether you could you could do some, like distance running was an example of something that I wanted to do but I wasn't doing. You've always been curious about these things that you you'd like to try, but you're not doing them. And the critical point, the thing that hit me like a truck at that moment, this little voice in the back of my head said, What would your dad give for the day that you're wasting today? What would you who could barely walk at one time, what would you at that time give for the day that you're wasting today? And that hit me like a truck and I realized it doesn't matter. I'm going to go try to distance run. And if I fail, big deal. It doesn't matter if I go and try to run a marathon and I come in in last place. It doesn't matter. It doesn't because all that matters is that I went out there and I tried something that made me happy. And I tried something that I thought was fun. It doesn't matter that you didn't do it perfectly or that other people might be judging you because you're not a great runner. I'm so slow, so slow, but it's so much fun and it brought me joy and it it just ultimately at the end of the day it doesn't matter it added to my life experience it's not hurting anybody else and i mean what would a person who you know you love who was close to you in your life what would they give for the day that you have today and this too is something that for people who may have lost someone recently it can be difficult when you lose someone Uh, when someone else dies, it can be difficult. You can feel guilty sometimes for moving forward and enjoying life when that person's not here. I would encourage you to ask yourself the same thing. What would they do? What would they give to have the day that you have today? They love you. They want you to enjoy life. And it's your job to enjoy this life as much as you possibly can. Because I mean, if for no other reason, that person would give anything to have the time that you have right now. And that's an incredible gift.
0: That's so true. That's so true. I love the perspective, and I think it's really helpful for us to see things from from that point of view because when we are so focused in our lives, we we, we lack perspective sometimes when we don't realize how it is to be in someone else's shoes and to uh, maybe for them to just dream. Of the life that we are having, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this is really, really powerful, and it can be really, really helpful for us to see life from from other people's perspective. Like for instance, uh, one thing that I do, for instance, when I when I see um, blind people on the street, I realize, I I empathize, and I, I realize how blessed I am to be able to see because that person isn't able to enjoy all of the colors that I'm seeing, all of the beautiful scenery and many, many things, flowers and all kinds of things that they just cannot see, that they just cannot enjoy. And even if we all have this or at least most of us have um, this gift we don't see it as a gift. we see it as something normal because everyone has it, so mm-hmm. why should we appreciate it mm-hmm. well it's It's not something to be to feel bad about because we get used to things, but it's I think it's a good reminder to to appreciate and to look at things. Like like you were saying, actually, to be aware, to really look at them, to really appreciate them, to really see all of the colors, all of the shapes, everything that, that makes them beautiful and interesting. By the way, how was it for you? How was it for you after uh, having had the period in which you weren't able to see?
1: Um I mean you you definitely do appreciate just the ease of life how easy life is when you have that ability you know for a while I didn't and I was in high school at that time so something as simple as getting to school in the morning was more difficult and going through my classes I wasn't um Because of the way that MS uh, operates, the blindness comes on relatively quickly. So it's not as though my school was able to provide me with any assistance or that they were even ready for me to be a student with a disability, which is essentially what I was at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to my normal classes with books that I could barely see and in a classroom that – You know, sometimes I didn't know what we were doing. Um, I was in sports. I remember at one point my vision was uh, it was either it was either going away or coming back right in that that middle period where you can kind of see, but you kind of can't. I experienced really severe double vision. And so Mm -hmm. I would go. I was playing tennis at the time on a team and I would go to the tennis court with my mom and I would have my mom hit balls at me and i would try to hit them with my racket because i was desperately trying to learn how to overcome this disability with because i just i didn't know what else to do other than to just keep trying even though it was making things incredibly difficult so when i got my vision back i remember thinking god life is easy Like, Mm -hmm. this is so easy. And the same goes for when I was, you know, experienced some paralysis for a while there. It was insanely difficult to walk. Like, very, very difficult to walk. And I think about this now. I mean, I'm maybe 30 feet from a bathroom right now. That would have been incredibly difficult for me at the time. And I can just, like, you know, get up and walk over there. Go to the bathroom. No big deal. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, those little things that, you take for granted. And uh, to your point, no one should feel bad about taking them for granted. They're tiny little things, right? But those little things, when they're taken away, they become big things. And (laughs) so for people, I guess the thing that I urge people is, and this kind of goes back to something I said earlier, even when things are really bad, that's when you go to those little things, right? Even those little things might be the only thing you have be grateful that you could get up and walk to the bathroom <laughs> like cuz mm-hmm. that can also be taken away like there are small things that you can go to even when stuff is really awful but in the you know in the context of your normal day just intentionally appreciating the fact that you have a day today and intentionally appreciating the fact that if you wanted to you could cancel that meeting or you could leave 10 minutes earlier and you know, spend some time walking through a park, taking a couple of deep breaths just to sort of recenter yourself. You have Mm -hmm. that luxury and that control that sometimes, and boundaries are a big deal also that I teach people that, you know, you have that luxury and that control, but it takes some intention to set up a boundary that allows you to have that, that flexibility to do some of those things. And so, you know, to your point, you shouldn't feel bad that you're not, you know, thinking every day about how grateful you are that you have access to ice cubes for your water or something tiny (laughs) like that. But, you know, take some intention and think about in my current state right now, with what I have going on right now, what are a few things I can be grateful for? And it just requires you making the decision to do that each day, and your life will change when you do.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I think this is a really strong perspective and a really useful one, especially like you were saying for for people that can't find much to be grateful for it's such a such a, such an interesting perspective to think that it would be something really hard and really amazing to be able to go to the bathroom right now and um for me at least since i've rarely very 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 rarely um had this this situation it's it's really hard to um to put myself in 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 that situation but mm-hmm. um i'm i'm guessing it's it's really hard and it's really disheartening to to know that something that simple uh, can be so complicated.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: And um, in your life, through those times and throughout your life, who would be the people that you would like to mention that you are grateful for?
1: There are so many people. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful for my mom, my mom stepped up for our family. You know, the, the statistics of kids who come from single-parent households aren't great. They're not, they could be worse, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom turned us into strong, respectful, hardworking kids who became strong, respectful, hardworking adults. And that is not easy. She also went through an incredibly difficult time just trying to afford our house payment after my dad passed away. And she worked so hard. And then when I got sick, I appreciate this even more now that I have daughters. But when I got sick, my mom still required me to do my chores. Even when I couldn't walk, if it was my day to do the vacuuming, I still had to figure out a way to do it. And that taught me resilience, so much resilience. And so I'm so grateful to her for that. I'm also grateful to my husband who Helps me, he and I, you know, as people are listening to me say these things, there's probably a few out there who are thinking, right, like she really lives like this. There's no way anybody, you know, actually thinks about this stuff on a day to day basis. No, I'm telling you, we do. My husband and I talk about this on almost a daily basis because he has the same outlook. He got there in a different way, but he helps me keep things in perspective and he helps me maintain that level of gratitude every single day. And then my daughters also, I mean, man, if there is anything that teaches you a lot about yourself, it is becoming a (laughs) parent. It is just an experience like no other. And those two little girls have taught me more than I could ever imagine. And they are just a bright spot in every single day. Even when they're being crazy, They're still a bright (laughs) spot in every single day. So those folks I would definitely like to mention.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love, I love that part um, about what you just said about your mom, the fact that you had to do your chores. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's, it 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 goes into something that's that's really important for us humans. I don't know if i'm uh, if I'm seeing this right, but the fact that we have meaning, like we have something that we can do that's mm-hmm. not just for us, that we're doing for other people as well. And I think this is really powerful and it can be really uh helpful for us to. To see that we 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 have this meaning and that um, I don't know it's it's something that's really deep uh, ingrained in, in our being. Am I seeing this right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you can see it in the work that you do too. Podcasting. I know this as well. I have a podcast as well. This is it's not easy. It requires a fair amount of work, and it's not you know that amount of work and just added. I don't know if stress is the right word, but just added complexity to your day when most of us have jobs and other things outside of the podcast that we run. It's a labor of love and you can see it in the work that you're doing. You're putting content out there to help people stay focused on gratitude. And that is such a service to the folks who listen to you because, you know, it is, it, it's a meaningful activity to be doing. And when you're, when you're focused on helping other people. Do better and be better, it just makes it it just makes you that much more motivated to keep going.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I agree with every word you, you just said. And um, it's, it's something very important for us to do. And if we, if our listeners are in a, in a bad state, doing something for other people that you feel it's meaningful for you and for them can, can really take you out of, of that state. But we're nearing the end of our time together. And I wanted to ask you, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work? Yeah,
1: you can find me. I'm actually very easy to find online. <laughs> uh, you can find me at com. So April, like the month, dot com, And there you can find uh, the work that I'm doing around life design. You can also find my podcast. It's called women inspired uh, comes out weekly with uh, content to inspire women and, and men. There's some brave men who listen to me too, uh, <laughs> but inspire people to live their best lives and design the experience that they want to have. So April com is the best place to find me. Shoot me a note. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, It was amazing hearing from you and uh, having you on the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much once again for being here and for sharing so many interesting and deep things with us.
1: Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And thank you for what you're doing. It is such a service to the people who are listening to you. So I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.